Bat on this Sunday show of uh, earlier time than usual. Uh, it's because we got somebody from the West Coast who goes to bed at a decent hour, which I respect. Or the East Coast. Huh? The East Coast? Or yeah, East Coast. <laughs> I'm used to from being on the East Coast. Uh, we got Meredith and Amy from the Goldfill podcast, or Take the Goldfill podcast. Uh, so we're going to get into what, what they cover. I did want to mention we got a review. Yeah, I'm glad. Somebody, I don't know who this is. But he said that farts aren't funny and grow up. I mean, uh, he also said argue. great show otherwise oh, and gave us five stars. stars. So it's fine. <laughs> like, I, I always said, if you want to talk shit, that's fine. Just at least give us five stars. Farts aren't funny to everybody, babe. Look, well, they're funny to me. I get it. <laughs> still funny to me. Sorry, dude. Whoever you are, or chick, uh, whoever you are, I'm very sorry, but I still think they're funny and I'm not going to grow up anytime soon. <laughs> that's I true. Stupid shit is funny. All right, well, we'll introduce our guests instead of being retarded like usual. All right, so we got Amy, Amy D, and Meredith. How's it going? Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having us. And for the record, farts are funny. So yeah, they are. I don't what know. What's wrong with people? It's objectively true, so. I, I agree. Farts are hilarious. They just are, but I know they're not funny to everybody. He's still... He still gave us five stars. Know, That's I the best said, part. Aww. We appreciate. <laughs> but it's, uh, Thanks, you know, dude. Think about it. It's a smelly noise that comes out of your fucking balloon knot. How is that not funny? It's I mean, the sound of judgment. Everybody does it. I mean, if you don't, you're fucking liar. So. Or very anyway. sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys uh, introduce your, your show and what you guys do over at the Gold Pill and uh, what you guys like to talk about as far as your show content and just give us whatever you want about yourselves. Go ahead, Mary. You want to take that one to the sure. bank? Sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that um, in the process of alchemy, you come up against the abyss or you look at, you begin to look at things, whether in yourself or in the world that make you feel uncomfortable. And what do you do with that? Right? Like there's kind of a process of alchemy of like refining, like sifting through the shit, so to speak, and then finding the gold. Right. And I think that, both Amy and I were in a very, like, you could say, like, black-pilled place. I had a bunch of visions in 2020 that kind of, like, felt like I kind of, like, got the gist of, like, what I needed to know and felt very discouraged by, like, how the world around us was responding at the time, you know, and was very, like, concerned. I was like, wow, this is, people are being very much, like, programmed and propagandized in real time in a way that I've never really seen before. And I was very discouraged and was struggling, I think, with the black pill and like just feeling like what in the fight? Like, you know, I and I felt, you know, disconnected from myself in that process. But I think that 
the gold thing has always stuck out to me as like a process of refinement. And um, so one day I was just talking shit on my private Instagram that I had and have, and, you know, was like, this, we're always fed these like false dichotomies, right? Of like the red pill or the blue pill. And we should all just shut the fuck up and take the gold pill. And then Amy, I think, reached out to me from there and was like, Mare, that's kind of genius, you know? And we hadn't really talked much, but we um, developed a friendship. And I mean, the way that like Amy's like helped this like idea that I think was seeded in my mind. I think that that was something that was sprinkled over the realm and then some people got it and some people, you know, ran with it. And, you know, so, um, yeah, yeah, grateful to have such a lovely partner in that too. So awesome. Yeah. I I was going to get to what the gold pill meant to you guys, but real quick, uh, I just got your chat. You said you can't hear me. Is my mic on? I can hear you now, but I couldn't hear you early, a little earlier. It was like quiet, but yeah. Can can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. All right, the, cool. And usually mine's the one that's yeah. off. Joe mutes me like secretly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I just end up muted somehow. Or he'll mute my mic because I get up or something, and then he'll just not unmute it. And then I'll talk for the whole show. Sure, with no mic. Joe. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Just kidding, I usually just look kidding. at him disapprovingly. Just oh. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I don't really think you do it on purpose. Yeah, it just ladies. It just happens a little too often. <laughs> yeah no, anyway um, sorry the gold pill basically just to kind of round off what Mara said was just it's uh it's a thing that uh is constantly challenging us and other people to take in the sort of kind of dark information and this sort of like reality of what's going on and uh process it through their own consciousness and through their own filters in a way that's maybe more productive so if that means laughing or creating or simply just like making fun of something to nullify it like that is way better than being destructive because i think recently we just went into like a whole bit about the opposite of war is not peace it's creation so we encourage like creation through all of this uh madness and whatever else that madness manifests at in a positive, in a way that uh, you wouldn't feel bad like telling people you did in like 15 years. That's how I see it. <laughs> Pretty nice. good. How, how do I sound now? Because do we sound better? It was me being retarded again. <laughs> I, uh, no way. No, StreamYard changed my settings. I didn't do no, shit. No, you sound great now. I, I hear you like really good now. Okay, good. Yeah, because I, right, I cool. check my settings and it, they're always the same, and it just fucking switched it on me last minute. This, this is why I gotta I check. Just, stuff. I was gonna just try to like smile and nod and like let it go by, but then I was like, you know, no, yeah, no, no, don't. that we want people to say like, hey, you sound like shit, because that's the only yeah. way we can. It's like when someone has food in their teeth, you don't want them yeah. to just be like not yeah. telling you, you know. And, She's yeah, a real friend that way. Thanks yeah. to Bags, he's the great artist that did our logo that's behind us, oh, actually. Yeah. Uh, I love it. And he sent me this wonderful sound clip. Boner. That I told him I was going to put on oh, the Oh, yeah, show. that's him. So you're that's welcome. his yep. voice. <laughs> Thanks, Bags. 
Anyway, sorry, we're getting derailed with fucking technical yeah, issues. Yeah, so sorry, but, so sorry. So, but at least we can continue the show, and it's not going to be a challenge for everybody. Yeah, now I know everyone Listeners can Listeners and guests. So Actually, it's probably better if people don't hear me. Just don't listen. <laughs> uh, what do you, so, you do, you do astrology. So, uh, we were talking a little bit before the show with Amy about uh, the kind of astrology you do. And I know a lot of people have their opinions about astrology. Go fuck yourself, whatever. Uh, yeah. What do you think about like world events as far as astrology goes? Not like a personal thing, like broader world. I mean, the, we all see the craziness going on, obviously, or we probably wouldn't be here talking. But what what do you see in your charts for the future? Oh, um, well, you know, that's a lot. There's a lot, obviously. If you look out into the world, you can tell that there's a lot, right? So with that, it's kind of like the whole as above, so below phenomenon. There's a lot to talk about with regard to that. I would say that in 2020, there were three massive cycles with Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto, both in the signs of Capricorn and Aquarius. And Capricorn energy is extremely institutional, right? And has a, um, a lust for power when it's not operating and it's like highest and best, you know? So there is sort of that like, well, the economic takeover situation and absolute ridiculous tomfuckery that is happening, in my opinion, is very much represented within the astrology of like a bunch of bankers, like being very much like hungry for like the last cell or the last morsel, right? It's very much like a power grab. And, you know, so um, Saturn moved into Aquarius then at the end of 2020, which is sort of like the social distancing effect. Like Saturn is the planet that relates to obstacles and growth and also control and that kind of thing. And Aquarius is artificial intelligence. It is like, you know, it is also frequency and like community and people gathering with each other. But it's like there is a little bit of a strain on that. I feel that Saturn and Aquarius is largely responsible for the way that everybody's friend group has kind of fractured and splintered into like these smaller groups, right? When there's like this illusion of like this one family, we're like just a human family and we're all, oh, you know, but people are actually like splintering into much smaller communities, you know? So that's very Saturn and Aquarius. And there's even more that's happened. I mean, it is one of those things where I look at the astrology of our time and I see like a full on like planetary initiation. You can fucking feel it. You can feel it when you're living your life. It's something has changed. And, um, you know, there's things that in all of our individual lives we have to sort of like reckon with. Right. And look at like through these some of these difficult but difficult but they add so much like we are like becoming so much stronger and so much like more convicted and like there's a lot of good things happening so it's not all bad it's just what happens when the complexity is dialed up several notches how do you how do you you know personally 
like navigate that and where is that source showing up for you in your individual life? So I can talk about this honestly for like what's going on in the astrology and how does it relate to the world? I mean, I could keep talking if you want, but I'm just going to let you know that I will, I could keep like, it's, there's a lot. Well, there's a, it's very, there's a lot to unpack with that. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the world. There are so many different dynamic sides of it. So don't worry about that. I get it. But But just in a broad, I have noticed, and I I do want to ask you about this. I've noticed a lot of infighting between people who are very close lately. Um, Close, close people, whether it's a new relationship and, you know, new relationships usually are fun for the first, you know, six months, year or whatever. But I've noticed a lot of people not having that little honeymoon phase. They just fight right away and it's right serious or it gets very serious right away. And it's been happening across the board with a lot of people close to me, close to us. I don't know if you guys have noticed that or if that's just our friend group, but I've noticed it with almost everyone I know. I think it's a pretty wide spread. around here are you are you i'm sorry i just want to clarify like are you specifically talking about like in the context of like romantic relationships yeah for the most part yes it's the people who you're closest to it doesn't have to necessarily be romantic but it usually is yeah but the closest bond that people have those are being broken i've just seen or being strained and challenged i should say yeah And I would say that that's something that definitely within the context of like romantic relationships, but also friendships and like, I mean, it's and family and that um, can be traced back really nicely and cleanly to the North Node in Gemini transit that started in May of 2020, kind of painted like a collective backdrop of like a greater level of division than we've ever really experienced. You know, it's kind of like, and also the aspects that happened at the beginning of 2020 were perfectly mirrored to in 1582 and 83 when the Gregorian calendar was instituted and we were kind of like hypnotized into believing like this new system of time, right? That's the same aspect that like we had in January of 2020. So as far as I'm concerned, time does not exist in the same way. And I think that's very disorienting for a lot of people. There's like a lot of like mental illness, you know, just very Gemini North node. And if you can't regulate yourself, what, how are you going to be able to like have a relationship and, you know, regulate that, right? Well, there's also non-astrologically, but like reflected just in the hologram is this idea that like we have been like everything's washing up right now. There's a lot of financial wash up. There's a lot of like people becoming homeless. There's a lot of people that have had like really, really massive transitions of people dying, things like that. And in that time is like a very amorphous energy. And sometimes what happens in that old energy, especially when you counter or when you add in or like lay on top of it, the initiatory energy, that's like very, very palpable right now there is like this sort of inclination to like leave what is past behind and move forward with something new and that's not always going to manifest in the material is like something that is super clean cut so it's a lot of like well I'm with them and then there's this but like I really there's a lot of just like very um amorphous unlabeled energy and that people are just learning to deal with because everything else is so 
new and um, fresh. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like what uh, Meredith was talking about is kind of like a growing pains type of thing where it seems like it sucks. And we've talked about this a lot recently, but it's like it, it sucks right now. It's like going to the gym. It fucking sucks while you're doing it, but then you have to do it to get better. So is that what your outlook is, that it's going to get better? Because I, I really hope so. Because Better is relative, right? Like, what does better mean to you? And then I'll piggyback off of that. Like, for you specifically. Uh, well, I mean, it's not like it's all bad. It's just, it, so we talked about this on the very last show, actually, about how everything seems like it's fucked, but it's more of your perspective. So if it's, if your perspective is that, no, it's really not that bad, then they can't really leech your, your, your loose, you know? <clears throat> so I don't know about... Just better is in the overall attitude of everyone and the overall feeling of well-being. It just doesn't seem like that's there like it was before 2020. It just seems like they've got so many people by the balls now. I don't know. Uh, better just... I don't know. The, the government being demolished? Like, that would be better to me. The, the IRS being abolished? That would be better. <laughs> I don't know if that would be better, but... Yeah, I mean, okay. Like, you know... <sighs> Yeah, like my outlook on it is no, and I'm sorry, like I'm not going to like sugarcoat it and uh, like because I think that um, like you said, so many people have really buckled under this, right? So that's kind of set a precedent for, you know, I, I think that, you know, this is a long game or like from the perspective of like, if we want to do that whole enemy thing, if, I mean, we don't have to do it, but we could, you know, slip into that. We could put that cap on, right? If we are looking at that, like, then our enemy has been planning this for a long ass time, you know? So I feel like it gets, there's, this decade is rough. Like, that's just the truth. I haven't looked too deep into the decade, but I can tell you that it's pretty like, you know, it's, but it is like a, growing pains and a opportunity in my opinion for us to do the really hard thing that we don't want to do which is leave like not the world not the world but you know what i'm saying like in order for it's pretty clear that like there are going to be some people who just get absorbed into this thing you know right i heard oh yeah, yeah absolutely but i Go ahead, Mayor. I feel that like that's not everybody. So for the people who are like in the graduating class of Earth, like, you know, for lack of a better words, right, we're going to have to do the hard thing and we're going to have to make the separation, I believe, at least at some point from like the, you know, like, like Home checking out the transhumanism yeah. and all yeah. of the social credit score stuff that might be coming. Yeah, we've talked about separate, that a lot too. Live off the, grid. Yeah, uh, that's the kind of, of society. Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of yeah. Like I would say that like we have to create our own and build our own. See, own like I don't see like I'm a realist, and I'm also I'm pretty. I would say that like. I can do spiritual woo as good as the next person, but at the same time, I feel that that is such a grand opportunity and we'd be, we'd be crazy not to take it. 
if it's dropped in our lap that suddenly we can't access any money, you know, I mean, these are just like types. I'm not trying to energize that, but I don't feel like me talking about it is energizing it. Also, I feel like it's just like airing it out into the field. Like this is a potential. What are we going to do? Um, like, you know, Realistically, I don't think it's like, Okay, I don't think it's a very realistic idea that we're all going to go live off the grid as like awesome as that would be. But I don't think a lot of us are like really able to do that because we've all truly been weakened by the system of like, I don't know how to go hunt and I want to go like organize with people, but I'm also sort of difficult and I like a comfortable bed as much as the mm -hmm. next guy, you know? Yep. So I look at it like this is like the gold pill way is like we talk about it all the time is like conscious engagement. So like, how do you yeah. know? So everyone... It's basically like the age of Aquarius is like the age of consent. And that's why I think like the consent issue came up so hugely earlier, like this decade is because there's no more like there's this acceptable way that everyone behaves. It's like, well, they can treat you that way if you allow them. You know what I mean? And so really, there's never been a more important time to assert your personal power and not in like a physical, like I'm a powerful, like muscular, like you can do that too. But um, in a way that's like, oh no, I know what I'm, I know what I'm engaging with. Like I've read the contracts or I at least understand that like the entities like meta and like TikTok, like I can go on them, but I know what they want of me. You know what I mean? Like, and if I'm, so I can sort of uh, leverage what I want versus what they want. And if I want to, you know, it's just about, engaging with this society in a way that's like underground and sort of in the cracks but still like use it like you know use the use the running plumbing you know maybe don't drink the water but like you know use the plumbing you enjoy the house enjoy what you have like and appreciate what you have while you have it but it's just like mm -hmm. maybe the way that you get your whatever you acquire your meat is going to like really change <laughs> or, you know, maybe the, or maybe, there's just little adjustments that you can make and some things are going to be bigger than others. But I, I really um, just to be like more in grounded in reality, I don't think it's going to be this huge departure. I think it's going to be a lot of people making small acts, like doing what we're doing oh, right wow. now and like yeah. creating like a, a vibe which will then carry into the 3d and then like we will it'll it'll just carry in and then like i will let the the self-organizing you know dynamic do the rest but for right now like this is how this is how we do it this we're building the underground right now i guess is what i'm saying yeah it, it sounds a lot like uh kind of like the uh being in the world but not of it uh we talk a lot about that too about like when we watch tv shows mainstream tv shows we're watching it not through a a sleep lens of like oh this is great no i mean we watch tv shows awfully because we're like pointing everything out like oh you see the propaganda not here, really, you see though. The narrative here i don't think so we just watch it calmly and then we go to bed no, it doesn't affect our it lives yeah it just doesn't you know i know what you it. mean it's not balanced between the two if it doesn't yeah, affect your exactly. lives but you notice it you see it and like you you get yeah. it you get their number yeah absolutely and i hear you there's there's many different ways to especially engage with media. And like, um, I just heard uh, Nish and Emily and Lux talking about this on one of the most recent shows where it's like, there is kind of this Westworld setup where already, you know, the the narratives around the disease and the war and stuff, they're, they're built there for the people that like run the Westworld. Like those people are the ones that are most freaked out about it. Those are the ones most affected by it. Like if you're not... Um, 
having to go and or like not anymore even but back in the day if you didn't have to like engage with the matrix none of the mandates like really affected you in any kind of meaningful way and so it was like a thing you were fighting for in the abstract that you know meredith and i were but we weren't going to be affected by that because we had kind of arranged it in such a way so yeah i don't know where i'm even going with that but um basically no, you can totally get it. yeah 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 yeah, it's it's funny too how it's a game. you try to live not just necessarily living off grid, but trying to do something outside of what they very clearly want you to do. They just push back, push back, push back. You know, if you if you didn't want to take the vax, or if you don't want to go on Facebook, or if you don't believe the news, there are so many news articles in the media out there that are just shitting on those people. So it's obvious that that's the right thing to do. <laughs> right. It right out. Yeah. Uh, it's really mm -hmm. cool lately um just kind of to get away from like the the, the facebook's and the meta and the, the twitters of it all um just because they are a little more like uh careful with the things that you say and i would like to invite you guys on there too we have just started starlight.watch and basically it's a media thing for it's a it's a media center for people that are in our community where they can go and like post stuff and it'll be there and it will never get removed for like insane reasons. And essentially it's a place that you'll never have to worry about it not being there. I'm truly like, this is my goal is to figure out how to have a trust that like after I die, it can like still pay for the server. So all of this can still just that's be awesome. like up there, but that's what we really want to do. That's, that's one way that we're trying to like circumvent these systems. And I think the more that we can, you know, come up with ways of doing that. And they're not all together. Like they're not impossible. Like these guys are tech juggernauts and they have their thing, but like, we're all like children of God or whatever you want to call it. And so like, we have that on our sides. And I think the more that they, they, the, the tech people, the people who are committed to that sort of trajectory go down that road, like the further they get from the source God and like, we essentially all that energy is going to has to go somewhere and it will go to us. And it's like, we will be, we are, and we will become more. Um, I don't even know what the word is, but like we will have closer proximity to that energy, I guess. And more of it is my prediction. Yeah, While like all that crazy shit is going on that Meredith is talking about. Yeah. It seems like kind of a return to that though. Like uh, just, I mean, we don't really know anything about history. I don't think, but it seems like, we used to be closer to what you're talking about. And then we got so far removed from it, but now it seems to be coming back in. So that's why I wanted to go in with uh, the astrology part of it is, do you see the larger cycles of time? Do you study that at all? Like hundreds, thousands of year cycles as far as astrology goes, or have you like, not really come into that? Not officially, but it's funny that you mentioned that because I had, um, it felt like in 2020, I had like a psychotic break or something truly, but I feel like I had a lot more like memory maybe coming through of other times that like we've perhaps gone through like reset, Amy calls it sundown or like, you know, just cycles. There's like very much like this planet is on like a cycle where every I mean, there's a lot of different opinions, actually, and everybody's confused about what time it actually is, right? Like, you know, there's the 2,000-year cycles, there's 400-year cycles, there is, like, the age of Aquarius, age of Pisces, there's the yuga cycle, right? So there's so many different um, things, I guess, that do seem to be, in my opinion, converging right now. 
And I think that that has to do with like what Amy's talking about, like the more like um, like the spiritual or genetic side of like what we're going through, I think is pretty remarkable, actually, like and probably will lead us into some pretty interesting places <laughs> where we're like, I don't know, I've had visions of myself, like just like walking through a wall, you know, just and like just kind of remembering how to do that because we've been able to do that. You know, there's like a, there is like kind of a template that we all have like just this understanding that it could be a lot better because we've known better and we feel like there's been better. And we all have that kind of garden of Eden. It's, it's deep in there, but it's in there, you know, the purple so, dawn. Yeah. 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 I totally agree with that. I think it's really interesting how there are certain things that you can think about doing and achieving before they even happen. And they can be realistic things like um, when we bought our house, for example, I looked at it and I said, oh, we're going to live there someday. It was stupid, but I just knew it was going to happen. And I think everyone can do things like that. We all have that, but we just don't think about it because we're too or control about it yeah and also we're conditioned to look at what the fucking kardashians are doing or read the news or do what the government tells us is right and follow and follow and follow and not create and do things on our own or manifest our own lives i don't know i think it's all possible though i'm not saying i do that and live that way all the time because i'm still a human but no, i, I do think it's it, possible yeah like i think this is the first step yeah. You know, like when I first started getting into, um, you know, just understanding a greater nature of things, right? Like that was something that I was like, oh, I don't really want to like be stupid and like believe in stuff. And then I don't know what came over me, but it was just this like, maybe it was like a higher self moment, but it was like, hey, dumbass, like in a world in which like you can choose to believe or not believe, like why would we choose not to believe? Like what is to be gained from that? And I think as long as you are keeping that belief and that like faith and all that and all of that like in a healthy like measure with like reality like i think that is the way to live to be totally honest and if you can figure out how to skate those two paths then you've like you've done it <laughs> yeah exactly it's tricky I, I don't know anyone who's like i can do everything but that's just part Some of people whoa you move say they can meredith's in a totally different spot yeah. That's the first thing to know that they're not telling the truth, that they can say they're doing everything or they say they know everything. Haha, ha, red flags. Right, right. You can see the, oh, river, the river in the background. Yeah, I just wanted to show you guys that. I don't know if there you can see so it. Pretty. Like, oh, oh my gosh. That's awesome. That looks but beautiful. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's going to be, it's, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know how I wound up here, but I'm grateful. And yes, it kind of like the manifestation idea. I think that that's really important right now. And that people don't think about in trying times manifesting, you know, it's not like everybody's thinking about living their best life, regardless of how you see any of this shit, you know. But I think that that's probably the best time to, it's like, there's like a, definitely could be like a free for all, you know, right now in terms of like, you know, yeah. Yeah. People are crazy right now. I mean, I think they're getting better. I feel like things are getting better personally and that's, and that's all perspective, but. Well, it's just funny when you see things like the IRS, the, the whole thing with the IRS is like, it's actually just funny to me. Like, what are you? What are you guys doing? Like, but are you reaching that far? They are. Like, They're grasping at straws. The They're fuck? trying to suck people in. I just don't. 
I don't think there's going to be this grand takeover where people are coming to your, that never happened. Like nobody's coming to doors saying, take the vax. I don't think the IRS is going to be banging down no, doors, shooting they, people to pay your taxes. Remember that when they were saying it's they were going to go door fear. to door for the vax thing and yes. it never fucking happened. Right, like, because it's I all think, they're trying to take over the fear because it's so powerful. Sorry. Go I think there's no, definitely. I think that that's a huge part of it is they want to control the fear narrative. And I think another very real part of it is what I call the art of the deal, which is like Trump's whole thing, which is like they present to you and to the people who would believe the narrative of the worst case scenario and the sky is falling. And so then when we all go out and report on the sky is falling, it could fall. But more importantly, like while that's happening, um, something much less sinister, but equally like terrible is coming through. And maybe it's like under the name of a really nice bill. And it's like now all of a sudden we're like billions in debt to something else. And that's how I think it's done. It's like, oh, they make it seem like it's going to look like truly like Holocaust, World War II. But in fact, it really just looks like the banality of fascism. You know what I mean? Like it really, it didn't have to look that bad. It's still, and I also think it feels like that. And that's what I think they're tapping into is what we all think it feels like as opposed to what it actually looks like. And I think there is something to mm -hmm. be said for the fact that although they didn't go door to door and do that in actuality, like many of us simulated that in our heads and had to figure out like what we would do in that situation. And Meredith and I were like, hey, bitch, I'll see you at the camps. You know what I mean? Like that was our perspective on it. But like we all had to sort of like negotiate what was going on. And for some people, that's going to drive them crazy because that means giving up everything or that. So it's like that alone was like an initiatory process, you know, like, and so in an initiation process that puts people on the road of either where we are now, all of us collectively, you, me, Meredith, all of us, or like where you believe in this like 10 times more. And now you're out there like spreading fear about like the pox and you're like really worried about the whole, and like, you're not, you know what I mean? Like you're just, now yeah. that's your, like your motor is like the fear of disease. So. Yeah. I think that 2020 was absolutely fantastic for our community because it opened our eyes. Like I got my daughter the Tdap vaccine. They made a new vaccine for seventh graders. This was years ago. It was like right before 2020. So yeah, she was, it was probably 2018, 2019. Anyway, didn't even think twice about giving it to her. I just took her in, got her the vaccine and sent her to school. Then 2020's shit show happened. And I, so kind of like you, Meredith, I didn't have a vision necessarily, but I Joe came home one day because of the industry he works in. There was no way that we weren't going to be affected by if there was a real virus, like we were going to, we were definitely going to get it just because of where he works. So I was like, well, hmm. And I thought about it and I said, well, fuck it. I don't care. And I gave up and stopped caring. I wasn't worried or anything. This is 2019. And then he came home one day and I was crying and I had been crying for like the whole day. And I, I just said, I know that people are, he said, don't cry. Nothing's really wrong. And I said, I know, but I'm so sad about how the world is going to be because everything's going to change. And the people's response to this is going to be insane. And then I let it go. And then I was like, why was I even crying? I don't care. It was just a random thing the that happened. Is definitely way worse than it the was. supposed It problem. divided my family or just me and my entire family. They were all very pro-vax calling me all the time. Did you get it yet? And I was like, no, but I'm glad you got yours. That's your choice. Good for you. Whatever. And now the CDC puts out new guidelines saying, oh, it's all the same. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I mean, you remember get people getting kicked out of fucking concerts and shit for not having, like, what the, and now, 
you remember when that wasn't so a big deal and the main focus was just the concert and the fun you were going to have and just that getting back to donuts and lotto tickets not worrying about just getting on a plane is already a bitch like why do they have to make the airport worse uh, i don't want to fly anyway so now i'm good <laughs> yeah so, yeah but they didn't the Foo Fighters, I think it was their drummer, right? Like they were on the landmark for being one of the first concerts to come back at Madison Square Garden. And like everyone had to be, you know, um, jabbed to go in. I had friends that went that were in New York. It looked like, you know, fun, but it was like, I knew that there were like movements in New York that were like protesting it at the same time. So that was really interesting to watch. But the drummer eventually, I think like in a foreign country, I mean, they're all in theory, they all should have taken it because they are at this concert. You know, I understand the rules for V and not for me, but like, I imagine they they believed in, I think some people were like genuinely really afraid. They might've seen something they can't like shake. It really scares them. Yeah. And he died like randomly, yeah. like before a show. Um, I, God, when was that? Like a few months ago. And so many people are dying like that now. And it's just like, um, no, but then they're putting out like heart attacks are normal now. Like, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Like, don't take naps. That causes gardening heart attacks. can cause gardening. strokes. Yeah. And that's <laughs> weird. I took my daughter to get her license and in the driver training class, the first brochure had nothing to do with driving. It was about how heart attacks are just a thing now. Heart attacks and strokes. And do you know the signs of heart attack and stroke for 16 years? That's never been a thing ever. Yeah, I remember. I think she was from Reading when I was like in high school. Um, some girl had died when she was like 16 on the, the soccer field. And it was like it came. The news had like a, like we heard it in my town. That's how like that's what a big deal it was and how very like tragic it was and how not often it was that a child or a 16 year old right. would have like a heart. It was like, whoa, what's going on with the world? Like, is there a God like that? Like, that's how the towns were responding. And now it's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess my kid can get myocarditis like it's okay it's it's compared to the other thing it's like nothing and it's um and, you know and i i um i understand like really i think the thing that you did in the beginning of the whole process in 2020 of just being like it's just like inevitable and if it happens it happens like this is what it is that was the thing that hung people up and so either you could move on with your life or you couldn't and you had to become like a psycho and start monitoring everyone else's behavior. And for the first like week and a half, I wasn't, I'm not like out and about, but when I was out and about, I would notice that someone like sneezed a big old gnarly sneeze across the room and like, didn't, you know, I would notice that. And I would be like, my disgust factor would go off. And I mean, truly it would probably have gone off no matter if there was COVID or not, but like, sure. Exactly. It's just gross. Yeah. But like the point I is, was a germaphobe way before covid so <laughs> no totally you're like you're in my territory i understand this but it's like even you like the germaphobe is like this is too far and but that's the thing is that like that that like that loop in people's minds it's like they can't control the world and so they they they, they can't control themselves and so they they can't just like reconcile right. with the fact that they're gonna die or that life is maybe not the way they thought it was or whatever that like realization is for them. The people who confronted it and like moved through it on like the squeegee hunt, like they're good. But the people who are still like trying to control your behavior via like medical procedure and stuff, those are the, in my opinion, like the DSM could legit have like a category for them in like a year or two where it's just like, you <laughs> yeah. have gone too far, you know, like you're out of control. It in the mental illness. Probably gonna... Yes. The mental illness section. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just close to something like schizophrenia. Um, That's still going on, fun. though. And I'm not even talking about like institutional, uh, that kind of thing. There's like people at restaurants, at a Burger King, this fat bitch at a restaurant, talking shit to a 10-year-old because he wasn't wearing a mask and saying, I hope your mother dies because he's not wearing a mask. Like, that is fucking psychotic. You're saying, you're yeah, putting like me in danger of dying, that. so I hope you die instead. Or your mother died. That's where like, people went. Fuck? People were so divided that they're like, well, I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid I live in this bubble of fear. And now I'm going to lash out in anger because all they have is hate they, they, at that point. I the, mean, the, if the you can't let thing go. Is that these people are doing that as they're shoving cheeseburgers down their fucking necks. It's <laughs> yeah, like, while they're eating Burger King. <laughs> well, that might kill you first. That might actually give you a fucking heart attack. And the vax. <laughs> that God, like, yeah. yeah. On the vax for sure. It is funny. You never see a headline like fast food contributes to heart attack, like in a meaningful way anymore. The same oh. way that you would hear about like hot weather or, you know, a pillow that's not soft no, enough. Just gardening for... and taking naps. And yeah. Yeah. yeah do you want to avoid a heart attack? Maybe don't shove cheeseburgers down your fat fucking neck. That's it's true. It's that. true. Even if your there. neck isn't yeah. fat, it doesn't matter who you are. I, okay. <laughs> Occasionally we'll indulge in some fast food. Okay. We got some Mexican stuff the other day. I'm not day knocking from fast food. It's great. delicious. But, but I mean, <laughs> if you're going to be in there talking about health while you're at Burger King, like seriously. Well, that's what a lot of people on the left were doing. They were saying that people who didn't take the vaccine, there was a meme that went around and I know the left can't meme, but nope. there was a meme going around that my dad posted actually of a guy was a bigger guy and it was a cartoon kind of looking dude holding like chips and taco bell and burger king and propaganda. he was like i'm not wearing a mask it was totally propaganda and he's like i'm not wearing a mask you're taking the vax i i care about my body my choice my health whatever and really it's making him look like he isn't healthy at all and in reality most of the people so what we did after covid we didn't know anything at all it was very very brand new we started making smoothies being super healthy we started changing things where we could control our lives and that's all we could control and we didn't know if the virus was real or not i still don't i think it could be a bioweapon i know people who got really sick in weird ways um i don't think it was as prominent as they made it sound but i did know a lot of people who had weird effects but anyway we started looking into health and everyone, in, not everyone, most people in this community did though. Look at homesteading, look at growing your own food, look at how can I be healthy? What kind of foods can I eat? There it is. That's well, the one I made. That's the one that you <laughs> made, but that's no. Okay. Yeah. The one my dad posted was a hundred percent different. It was the opposite. Yeah. It was like, I'm not taking a vaccine, but I'm going to do all this stuff anyway. Um, when but, I don't know a single person that did not take the gene therapy that looks like that. Do you guys? Do you guys? I mean, it's right. not you a don't see deal. some jack no. at the gym that's eating whey protein that's like, yeah, I got all three boosters. Yeah, right. you don't really see that. Yeah, a lot of people who are already healthy weren't that concerned because they're usually not that concerned about being sick in general because they're already looking out for their health. I think that's where it starts personally. When we started making our crazy smoothies, we didn't get sick for two and a half years at all. I mean, not even a sniffle. And we were like, okay, also we drink and smoke cigarettes. So we're not that healthy, but there are certain things you can do that will prevent you from getting sick, like not licking the pus and definitely I don't bite your toenails. Don't ever lick the pus on anything <laughs> ever. What do you guys think about the whole like end game, not end game really, but like with the whole jab thing, think of it what you want. I don't know if it's actually a, 
you know, a weapon or if it's meant to do certain things to certain people. But what do you, is it like more of a, a psyop type deal where it could just be saline they're injecting in people, which I don't, I think some of it is, but I think a lot of it is something terrible because people are dying. But what do you, is it trying to weed out people? And we, we talk about this a lot, but like, is it trying to weed out the dumb, I don't want to say dumb people, but the more sheepish people like that's what i said in the beginning i said everyone who takes it is gonna die and then we'll be left and then they're gonna make us fight aliens or something something. all all the compliant ones you think those would be the ones they want to survive not to kill off you think that'd be the the demographic they want as their slaves not the people that are going to be like yeah resist so what do you what do you guys think about that if that makes Um, any sense i don't know where it's going no, that makes tons of sense. I don't think that like it was meant to kill. I think it is a very, this is my opinion only. Um, I think it was designed to be like a beta version of a genetic therapy that will eventually be used to help life extension for the elite and those that like can reach quote unquote Elysium. Um, and I think that in doing so, they had to do a lot of mass experiments and get this research done quick. And they realized they could do that under this pretense. And so this genetic therapy that will, I think, if if we're still around, right, in 100, 150 years, maybe even less than that, it'll be like really stellar for the people who it's meant for, if that's what they want to do, or some people will be forced into it. But right now it's like causing all sorts of stuff. And the way that I kept talking about it to my boyfriend was like, you remember like cyberpunk, right? Like they released it. They had a big, huge like campaign. Do you guys know what cyberpunk is? It was like that Keanu Reeves, like video game that was came out a couple of years ago. Right. And it was like totally marketed to be like the coolest thing since sliced bread. Like it starred Keanu Reeves, which was like a huge deal. And he went out and did like a whole like PR thing for it. And it came out and there were so many problems with it. And they had to like keep like fixing it. And I was like, do you want like cyberpunk, like beta in your body? Cause that's, what's going to happen is they're going to come out and they're going to be like, Oh, we need to do another like alteration to it. And I was like, even if you don't understand anything about how technology works, you never want the original like piece of technology. You want to like, wait, you know what I mean? Like, even if, yes. even if you're the kind of person who wants that thing in your body, like you don't want it the first iteration. And so I think that's, that's my opinion where it's going is that this will eventually be tooled into something that is like really incredible for people if that's what they choose to want to focus on. But until then, it's like heart attacks, strokes, neurological issues, rashes, pox, uh, polio like symptoms like Guillain-Barre, things like that, you know. Yeah. Keeping people afraid of death, even though that's how we learn. I do believe in reincarnation. I mean, and being afraid of death, I am so. I battle with it because now I'm not that afraid of death, but that was my whole thing growing up. But now I believe that each life is a a lesson. Like we have to learn and grow and learn and grow. And if you want to extend your life, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of shit because I don't think those people who are extending their lives, if that's what they're choosing to do so that they can go on vacations and, you know, get whatever, whatever, do whatever, drink baby's blood, whatever. I don't care. But they're not going to learn lessons. They're not going to learn those life lessons they need to. And they're not going to go back to the source, you know? Um, Yeah. Tom DeLong just was on like, a, I don't ever watch this, but I saw a clip of it on TikTok it was just on Steve-O's podcast. And he was talking about like basically just this, but instead of saying like they're choosing to not go like the natural way, he's like basically his theory. And from my understanding of it is that he thinks they can't go. And this is like the best they can do. And that's, and it's like, um, 
the best they can do is the technological like simulation, the re- you know what I mean? The replication of like the stuff that you're talking about with the reincarnation or the return to source. Like they can't do that. They naturally are, they're not like consciously able to do that for whatever reason through like uh, lifetimes of bad action or whatever the case may be. He doesn't believe that they're able to do that. And so he thinks that mm-hmm. is the impetus for this transhumanism agenda and he's like he's he's a weird character but he does kind of have like his finger on the pulse of like the conspiracy like government like ufo stuff and i um he has interesting perspectives on consciousness and he's a he's an artist as well so yeah it does make sense though that's and that sounds like what hell would actually be you know like you get stuck in it uh, damned going back to source or something you get stuck in this fucking endless simulation that you can't die because you're in this argue what you want or current simulation but like yeah if you're taking some 5g altering mrna whatever i don't know how that looks in the future but like if you're actually just instead of dying you go into this simulation like that black mirror episode or yeah uh, it's like my number one fear that is hell black mirror episode let me die it was yeah um, San Junipero. Yeah, San about, Junipero. Yeah, so I, that was my favorite episode of Black Mirror when it came out. I loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, I wish this was a thing. I will totally do this. It was what, you five, five it six bit. years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, before that's what I was saying. 2020 that's woke funny. me up. It made me change my mind about everything because I didn't yeah. go towards the fear. I was just like, whatever. But I was like, oh, wow. If this is a thing, will you pay for it for me? Like, I'll save money so my kids can do it. Like... And now I would never choose that because I didn't know. I was afraid of death at the time, too. I didn't really think about there being something else. We're very programmed to not think about that thing, because if we knew about it, I think it would make learning the lesson a little bit easier. And it has to be hard because that's how you learn the best lessons. Yeah. Uh, Meredith, I'm sorry. We've been rambling forever. And <laughs> you you can weigh in on this anytime you want. Uh, I do have to go pee pee real quick, though. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You have the bladder of a child. I know. It's been 49 oh. minutes. Meredith has returned in a beautiful sweater. I love it. It's very <laughs> chic. I'm jealous that you can wear a sweater right now. Amy and I are probably experiencing the same weather where it's just there. You wouldn't wear a sweater, right? Right now? It's no. Like it's probably like a little bit less than like 70 degrees, but on my porch, it's kind of like it's like. It's like it's shaded and yeah. Uh, sorry that I have the ability to wear a sweater. <laughs> also, like transcended the life cycle and like general like human feelings as far as feeling uncomfortable and like so she can just kind of like exist as like an etheric entity in the North Carolina so rivers. That must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, my little fairy. I'm like, um, I don't know. I transcend what? But yeah, I definitely, I don't know. Like, I think that it's an operating system and that it is like laying the groundwork or the foundation for hardware. So, you know, uh, the tricky part of this. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be myself and go into this darkness. Okay. Hope that's all right with everybody out here, but I am like, you know, that is kind of what I like. I shine the flashlight in that direction. Right. So the legal system in 2013, there was a, like, basically like a, a Supreme court ruling that suggested that, um, people are not owned or patented or patentable by corporations unless via mRNA gene therapy. 
So the needle that has not dropped yet is that the people who have taken this don't have any experiment. They don't have human rights anymore. So this, this whole like Roe v. Wade explosion of like, what the fuck, you know, it's like a lot of people who are mad about that have technically like, um, abdicated their human rights. So it's like, I don't think that they're intending on just stopping with the software. So that's what I think, you know, that's just my truth about it. I think that it's leading into, yeah, transhumanism and, you know, the word force gets talked about a lot in this conversation. And I think like, you know, coercion or bribery or all of those things like definitely are like, you know, not okay and not acceptable. And I feel like these are like spiritual crimes that are being committed due to the afterlife implications that I also perceive with this job. So yay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the afterlife implications I think are pretty major. I think like a lot of us have been able to intuit um, this idea that since you're no longer like, you know, genetically the same, according to just like the way that the mRNA like re replicates, as far as I understand. And I'm an idiot when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I'm not trying to come off sounding like an expert, but the way that happens does like change you. And that's, that was like my biggest like thing was I just thought like, well, what, what ultimately like they wouldn't be showing us that black mirror unless that was like someone's like concept, right? Like someone's framework of like how this, where this is headed. And I was like, well, this just seems like they really want to control and so there's the afterlife stuff, but then there's also this idea that like you can now go get a job right now in the metaverse and make, I don't know how much an hour, like 30 cents an hour or something like really small. And like, I don't know what that is expected of you, but I do know that money will eventually transfer to Bitcoin or some sort of like taxable income. And then basically after your corporate body passes, like that motherfucker is still collecting taxes and working in the metaverse. And there's no conspiracy or like science fiction about that. That's real. And however you perceive that like thing, it's weird though. My dad passed away in 2017 to get mail, like in his name is strange. So I can't even imagine like how get, having like a tax bill for someone that's passed away, like, you know, 20 years ago, like it just, I mean, and I'm not, I, my, I can't even imagine that's too far down the road is what I'm, I mean, it is, that's what's going on. They're going to pass it nothing's out of the question these days like we're right. it's kind of it's kind of a bummer because we're not really surprised by anything anymore like uh if that happened yeah i could see that happening yep yep it's a crazy world what are you gonna say i'm that? surprised by good news i love that that's very gold pill as well since we're on it i like see everything is going like so horribly so when i see something like even though um the build back better bill didn't pass and i think that the whole like um what was the one that just passed that's like 10 times worse than that um the the, the inflation reduction yeah the inflation reduction even though that's like our our terrible karma we get for like not adhering to the plan like originally and here's how they're like gonna come get us i still yeah. see that as like a good thing because it shows that there is at least like there is some sort of thinking consciousness that is still connected even if I can't stand it to the old world um and I also I just so I just see little things like that if something isn't going horribly wrong immediately these days I'm like that is rad and like the other thing I see is going really right is like media stuff like this like the internet is really cool 
And although there's lots of like bullshit on there, it's really neat to be able to come on here and like talk with you. And I didn't even know you were so close to me, like geographically. So it's like, these are all these connections that are being made that wouldn't be existing without it. And um, we get kind of bogged down in the bullshit and the muck and the mire of like the government and this, but like, I think we here all understand that like we're children of God. And like with that, like we don't get our rights from the government, you know, like that's, I don't mean that in any kind of like uh, any threatening way at all, at all. I just mean that. And like the, re the reality is like, I get my rights from God, like as a human being, like I am born into like certain fucking rights. Like, so is everyone. It's just, do you understand that? And for so many people, they're like weakened to believe that the government is what gives them rights. And it's like, I understand why. Cause when the guy with the gun is coming around telling you, like, I grant you your rights, it's pretty easy to believe him. But, um, you know, newsflash, it's like not, it's, you know, we're all born with the right to exist. Yeah. And yeah, that fear of death, fear is powerful too. That's what keeps us, um, believing the government, I think. I mean, I'm, I would hate if someone came to me and was like, hey, do this or I'll kill you. I would love to be able to say, fine, fucking kill me then. It doesn't matter because I'll just come back again. But then I'd lose the connections I've made in this world. And that's really important to people. And that that's keeps what us they leverage, on. though, too. I think exactly. they use that a lot. That's they what they I mean. leverage your, your love of what you have in this life to be able to control you in this life. It's a fucking catch 22. Like yeah, but you can still, I think you can go out every single day and look at something that you love and be happy about that one thing, at least before you look at the news, everyone go out there and do that. <laughs> well, before we get out of here, you guys, what, uh, Meredith, what do you think about, uh, so we had Ryan Bledsoe on the other day and he was talking about a, let me find it in the chat. Bags was talking about it. Uh, a conjunction or some kind of a star alignment in 2026 with uh, Regulus or something. Regulus lining oh, up with the Sphinx. When the, uh, when the star Regulus, yeah, Regalus, I don't know how to say right, it, yeah. uh, aligns with the Sphinx in 2026, that's when the great change will happen and it will change everyone's um, worldview. That sounds so like it tracks everything I know, but um, I've never heard of that, but that's everything um, I know that's going on to be true in the world. That is, Egypt is definitely like prime for a uh, return. Go ahead, Mare. Yeah, I don't know anything about like the Sphinx lining up with Regulus. Like that sounds... There, I'm sure that that's a real thing, but like there's different people that key into different like things, I guess, right? So I'm not sure about that, but I I do think that I perceive like the great change that um, your friend, like uh, the person that you had on the show, I think that I understand what they're talking about. And it's kind of like, for some reason, and I know that it's kind of like a, like Christian or like it like has that kind of biblical like resounding in my ears of like no one knows the hour, like no one knows the day. Like that's kind of like with with that, because I think I've had a vision of what that is or like I'm not saying that if I'm not saying that if I have a vision that I believe it. Right. But I am saying like I I do like have some level of like. That tracks for me, but I would be wary of like maybe putting like a time on it because I know sure. like, I mean, I don't know, like I wasn't necessarily into like the conspiracy world before 2020, but I was into like the new age and like a lot of different types of like spirituality, right? And like 
there was always some event like around the corner, around the corner, around the corner that would like change everything. Right. So I'm like, I, when it comes to dates, I, um, I don't ascribe, but also we're already kind of feeling like the waves of what could eventually like lead into like a bigger wave of like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You can sure. feel it. And it's like, I think that there's something going on as well with like the sun and like some of the plasma discharges and like, there's really something actually very much to that. So definitely. Yeah. But like my only thing with that, like I'm a picky bitch and like the, the timing, like I, I, because then, you know, okay, so obviously you guys are like self-actualizing human beings, right? And you're not going to wait until 2026 to make it happen, whatever it is, you know? And regardless of what the conditions are, you'd probably find like a way to make it happen, whatever it is. So it's like, Sure. Not everybody is like that. And I think that my concern in that is that people are going to hear that and be like, like, I'm going to wait until 2026. And then, but I don't think that that's most people either. I don't think that that's maybe like half of the people, but you know, it's like, I just, I want people to like make the most of their lives, like, like right this minute and like act as if that shit has already happened on some level, you know? Um, just to piggyback off that really quickly, because I know you want to, um, you have to get out of here, guys. But um, that reminds me of the show The Leftovers, where it was basically like this ongoing trope in the final season where like they're always waiting for like this thing to happen. And I do think that there is, I think you're totally um, giving some stellar advice there, Meredith, for people to like self-actualize and live their lives today. But I also know, like, with what we've talked about with Aaron Esser before, and like the com and maybe even Demi, the generations, the children are going to be changing in that time. I always, um, what Nish and I are doing on Premium Islands of the Gutter, um, we have lots of talk about like the change of guard and the way um, things are, the, the way that the Nordic uh, situation is sort of on its way out, if you will. And there's like a new guard, and the Egypt piece is very interesting to me, especially with the star, like the kingly star. It just kind of signifies to me, or the Sphinx, there's going to be some sort of glorification of um, that sort of like kingly energy. Uh, and so I definitely see like a return of the ancients. I don't think it's, as far as like, yeah, like planning your life around it, no. But as far as what I know with the flow of things that are like to come and predicted, like that doesn't seem at all out of the ordinary. Yeah, I don't put much uh, stock in date specific dates at all. It's like we talked about earlier with the the people that think they have it all figured out and think they have the answer. The, I don't trust those people the most. So people that say, I don't fucking know, man. I'm like, okay, cool. We can be friends. So I don't, I'm not. <laughs> and he wasn't trying to say like, this is definitely. No, and this was actually. The, the, it was a vision that he had or was it was actually, a vision that came to him. It was like a kind of a channeled thing from his yeah. dad and it was oh, just yeah. some random, you know, thing. But I was just wondering if you saw anything else in the stars in that time frame. But um, I, I don't put as much stock in dates as much as I uh, pay attention to them a little bit. Just like Agenda 2030 or Agenda 21. Like, wow. I'm not really worried about the year 2030, but th that is on paper. So we got to be on the lookout until then, at least, you know, to not finding your life around it. No, but to me, um, like... All right. So I guess I've had a lot of interaction with people being like, it's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen the next day. It's going to happen the next day. You know what I mean? And so right. there is that kind of like, but yes, like, do I, like, I feel like 
plasma hits a single cell, it splits, which like into positive and negative charge, right? So if you think about like the fact that we're being beamed constantly with plasma and even if you just look at like one person, you can look at that as like the division of society in a way of like positive and negative charge, right? But you can also think of like the individual, if assuming that we've been reincarnating here for a long time, we all have things that are like not belonging to like the core of our essence, right? There are things that are just not like that are falsities, that are beliefs, that are like whatever, like bodily poisons, who knows, you know, but we're all kind of like, it feels like at least if you're like kind of leaning in the positive charge, which is kind of the consciousness, spirituality versus like morality, and you have to do this, and I'm going to control my neighbor, like, right, there's like a positive and negative charge. And if you're in the positive charge, you can feel some of the stuff being kind of stripped away from you. Obviously, that the process of initiation is not like easy or like without like loss of, you know, stuff, but it's like, I don't know, it just like feels worth it to get to that moment that your friend um, was talking about, regardless of when it is. I think it feels like right to live for, you know? So, yeah. 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 That's kind of what we were saying earlier like, no pain, no gain type of thing. Like, it's going to suck for a bit, but it, it'll be better. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that looks like to you. It's not comfy. It's not comfy <laughs> to open your eyes and not look at the world the way that you were raised to think that it is like it will take care of you. The government's awesome. Everyone's, you know, every, the economy is wonderful. So I went to jail when I was 18. I never thought the government was awesome. I always <laughs> oh hated them. I'm yeah, just I'm saying, sure the people who are like, you know, screaming about how everything, you know, Biden's awesome. <laughs> and Trump's the worst. I'm or, curious. Or Coming from the East Coast, do you think, do, is there kind of more of a heavy indoctrination about the government being awesome? Because, like, in California, we don't really, I mean, you hear about it, but you don't hear about how awesome it is. And the 13 colonies no. just got me thinking, okay. <laughs> um, no, my parents were always involved in that. I just didn't give a shit. Um, and nice. where we live in California, as, I mean, I don't know how bad where you are is, but we don't, we're so separated from the bad parts of California. We're separated same, from same that thing. LA, San Francisco, you know, no one has that real mindset. Um, but yes, in Massachusetts, everyone is heavily watching CNN, MSNBC, everything oh, Biden yeah. does is amazing. And everything Trump did was bad. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't vote for either one of them. And I don't mm -hmm. think any politician is great. I'm not on, you know, sure. Republican or Democrat right. at all. Um, but oh, fuck them all. They're all. so, they so bought into the whole Trump's bad. And I was like, well, he's just like any other president. Like, you know, Ronald Reagan was the president. He's an actor. Like, are you serious? And then they're like, oh, Biden's amazing. And I was like, really? Because he's like 100. That's weird. Would you vote for our grandfather to go into office right now? I wouldn't. We just put him in a nursing home. Like, come on. So they just don't think about things realistically. Everything that CNN said was totally great. My whole family, like, and everyone on Facebook that I went to high school with, I mean, everyone, except for one girl, one girl I went to high school with, we were like best friends in kindergarten. She was constantly throwing like random seeds out there of conspiracy stuff. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I love it. But one out of my, you know, everyone I went to, high, we had a really big yeah. graduating class and I have a big family. There's not one person who's questioning anything that's happening right now. We've heard it only takes all. a few percentage of people to turn the rest or at least, you know, to make a wave big enough to like 
open up other people's eyes. So I think we're I think we're on the the rise with how many people are starting to at least at least question some shit. Sure, for you can tell when the news is posting stuff about how how conspiracy minded people have a tendency towards violence and headlines like that. When I read things like that, I see like, okay, we're actually doing the right thing because that's obviously not true at all. So if, if we're just questioning the narrative and they're going to put stuff out there and be like, you're violent. It's like, like what you said to that. I read Joe that headline and he's like, Oh yeah. What do they think about BLM? Mm, yeah. Fair point. They were extremely violent towards black communities and black owned businesses. BLM was so yeah. you know no um yeah they like to they like to divide they like to conjure up all sorts of stuff and yeah um I have lots of people in my high school too that are um I'm in a college town Chico's a, a college town so yeah. there's like a fair amount of people who are thinking like very um mind controlled but the it's tough though because um I was just talking about it with Sean this morning about how something there was a really good point about like um, social credit. It's called something else and it's not for social credit. It's basically like how they're doing it without actually even doing it, which is BlackRock. It's like if you're a company that is like owned partially by them, one of the numbers that they measure you by is some sort of like score where basically you have to be woke. And that's a new thing. And so all these companies now have to live up to this like dumb facade of being woke, uh, which is not even addressing like perhaps real issues that are occurring, whether or not that's something you want to get into. And the the whole, because of that, it's having this whole like top down, like weird effect on all of us, which is it doesn't feel right. And it's like for the, re and so you have people who are like very anti-capitalist, but also very like pro, like classic mind control BLM, not like a, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about. And they, it's this bizarre fracturing that's happened within them where they cannot see that the thing that they're protesting against is like funding their protest. And they don't understand mm -hmm. that like all of this stuff that they're being like basically baited into doing is going to create either like a more hellish environment as far as like enforcement from law or it's going to create a more hellish environment shopping. Like the places in San Francisco right now, you can't even get like a deodorant without going at CVS without talking to like someone who works there for them to go unlock the case for you to grab your like $8 or whatever. And um, I just, that's, that's gonna, that's what happens when we keep on like feeding into the cycle of like rebel. It's like there is rebellion is rad, but like, we've got to figure out ways to do it that are like productive and creative and not even like rebellion, just something that's like so much better than what they've got going on. And right now they're so lame. It's so easy to compete. Like they've got the worst ideas and people are really waking up to that. And even if they're not waking up to it on like the political sphere, they're waking up to it on like the cultural sphere where they're like, wait, why does star Wars suck now? Like when it used to be really good, like why did like, even 20 years ago, it was better and everyone thought it sucked, you know? So there's like these and they're, and they're diving into that and they're finding, oh, there's all these like messages that I don't want my kids to have. And like, as far as the homeschool stuff, well, that was really terrible. But now we have all sorts of parents that are like really, really like digging into their kids' education. So like all these things have really good results. Like, and I think that's just good to keep in mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I do think there were rebellion I don't think is always the answer I mean you do have to rebel 
um, not violently, obviously, but it makes people critically think about their surroundings mm -hmm. when they're like, fuck this. I don't like this. I'm going to make it different. And sometimes you have to do a lot of hard work for that. Like homeschooling your kids is probably a huge pain in the ass. Joe was homeschooled. His mom homeschooled five kids and it probably wow. sucked every day. Kudos to her because I could never do that. Not even for yeah. one. So yeah. good props to all the moms out there who do that because I definitely don't have the patience. But a lot of people would shit on it and be like, oh, homeschooling. Well, that's for crazy people. And now people are like, yeah, I actually don't care what anybody thinks about that. This school's crazy and I'm done. So I'm going to be one of those people and I'm going to homeschool my kids. Little things like Bad. that where people can break away. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. Well, do you guys have any uh, closing comments before we get out of here or where, where people can find you and all, all of your work that you guys do? Um, you can find us at Take the Gold Pill on Instagram or if you go to starlight.watch, we're over there. We're starting to get our work up over there. And you can also at starlight.watch find my other show, The Prima Donnas of the, Prima Donnas of the Gutter that I host with Nish. And um, that's also on Instagram and uh yeah, for right now, that's all I got. Mira, where can they find you? Um, I have a substack called Virgo Venus Pisces Moon .substack And if people want a reading, they can go to Meredith's Lucky Stars.net and obviously take the gold pill um, on Anchor and Spotify and Starlight.watch. And yeah. Oh yeah, and took the gold pill because we've been we've been shadow banned. So at took the gold pill is our backup. Uh, I saw account. both. I followed both of your accounts today because I was Yay. like, is this just a scam? I thought the took the gold pill though was stealing from you guys, and then I saw on your page backup account. So oh no, you gotta do it these days. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I probably should too, but I figure if we get booted from Instagram, I'll just be done with it and be better <laughs> off for it anyway. So we've I'm like, been whatever. shadow banned a couple probably. times, but our name isn't. Our name's kind of weird, so it doesn't get shadow banned because we don't have a conspiratorial name or anything that no, it's very people incognito. are trying to ban right now. So yeah, the Ooh, algorithm is thrown off. Underneath the radar. <laughs> yeah, not even on purpose. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to hit a here, but stick around after the show for some uh, you know, uh, after-party shit if you want. <laughs> Otherwise, you can just skedaddle, whatever you want. Uh, thanks, everybody, in the live chat, Bags and Masaki, and I saw a couple other people in there. Audio listeners, you know where you can find us on Hi, video. Masaki. We will see you guys next time.